Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Silio. Thursday night football. By the way, Cowboys on upset alert. Upset alert. And if that Cowboy team drops that game tonight to the Saints, guys, I'm going to be even more pissed off about that Giant Eagle game. Hope everybody's having a spectacular day. Thank you so much for joining us. We got so much on the table. Man, the college news has kind of like almost overtaken a little bit some of the NFL news, huh? I mean, it's it's been remarkable. So we're going to talk to our friend, Tony Saracusa, at the bottom of the hour. We'll get his thoughts on all these musical chairs that are going on in the college football ranks. He'll be at the bottom of the hour. Thursday night football, as I said, Saints and Cowboys tonight. Can I tell you why I think the Saints are actually going to be in this game? I'm going to make a comparison to you on something here. It's like facing a left-handed quarterback. Or when you're in a boxing match and you're facing a southpaw. Most guys fight right-handers. You know, you're expecting the right-handed jab. You're expecting that jab and that big punch, right? All of a sudden, man, that left hand comes in. Wobbles you a little bit. Okay? You're not used to seeing that. I think that's what happens tonight with Tyson Hill starting for the Saints. The big question is going to be, will the Saints be able to sustain that for 60 minutes of football? And will the Cowboys be able to do this? Will the Cowboys be able to overcome that? You're not taking a traditional quarterback on tonight. You're taking on a quarterback that you really haven't seen. Is he a Tebow-ish China you know, type, type of gimmicky guy. Yeah, he is kind of that kind of guy. That's something you don't traditionally prepare for in the NFL. It wouldn't shock me to see the Saints tonight get out to a 10-0 lead in this football game against the Cowboys, who have been wobbling. All right. That's set up for you. By the way, before we get into our topics, guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. I cannot tell you how awesome that has been. For the last three, four weeks, you guys have been killing it. And I can't thank you enough, man. All right. Before you guys start posting, let me get to the topic of the day. I want to read you guys some statistics here. Okay. The top rushing teams in the National Football League are five up. Tennessee, 140.8 yards a game, four and a half yards a carry. 
The Indianapolis Colts, 144 and a half, 5.2 yards a carry. You'll notice these teams are all in contention for playoff spots too. Cleveland, 147.1 with a 5.1 yards per carry. Baltimore, second with Lamar Jackson, 150.7 yards a game and 4.6 yards a carry. Do you guys know who the number one rushing team in the National Football League is? And do you know they haven't had a a 100-yard rusher, and they're probably not going to have a 1,000-yard rusher unless it's Jalen Hurts? I just buried the lead for you. At 157.9, at 5.1 yards a carry, the Philadelphia Eagles are the top rushing attack in the NFL. If I see a fucking pass in that game, this weekend versus the Jets, when it's third and long, I want that guy Nick Sirianni fired. You have the number one rushing attack in the league. Why in the world would you get away from that? Why would you get away from that? This game on Sunday against the stupid Jets, who have one of the worst defensive lines in the league, if you have more passing attempts in this game versus the Gents than you do rushing attempts, there's something wrong with Nick Sirianni and his mentality on how he prepares a football team. You cannot have that statistic. When you own that statistic, friends, that means you own the clock. That means you own the game. I didn't believe it until I saw it. The Eagles are the number one rushing attack in the NFL, and they haven't had a 100-yard rusher all year long. Why are you throwing the ball 30-some-odd times against the Giants in the Meadowlands? What is wrong with you? 160 yards a game at five yards a clip. Guys. I, I, I cannot tell you how impressive of a statistic that is. And get this, you're basically a one-dimensional football team. We all know this. Watch this, you've got an A-plus running attack. And you've got a C passing attack at best. How are you losing games? Defense gave up 13 points last week. So wait a minute. 13 points you give up, and you're the number one rushing deep offense in the NFL? Guys, there should be no excuse why this team cannot run the table and run this thing through the tape. How can you be the number one rushing attack in the league and be five and seven? This is with Jalen Hurts. This is a true testament to the offensive line that's in Philadelphia here. 160 yards of carry? Man, does that piss me off, throwing the ball 30 times. Seriously, man, you should have your head coaching card taken from you and your headsets taken off and smashed in front of people on the sidelines if you're throwing the ball more than you're running it. It's embarrassing. 
When you have this statistic, friends, that you're rushing the ball down someone's throat, do you know what that means? That means I'm kicking your ass. I am kicking your ass. The Eagles have a football team that lines up and beats the fuck out of people every day. And you want to turn this thing into a passing offense. That leads me to this. So it looks like Jalen may try to go this weekend. Guys, let me ask you this. Would you rather roll out a 70% Jalen Hurts or 100% Gardner Minshew? Why the hell did you make the trade for him if you're just going to sit his ass there to play a 70% kid who struggles throwing the ball and we're still trying to figure out in the evaluation? I mean, if I'm Jalen Hurts, do I want to go out there 70% and hurt my evaluation on potentially me being the face of this franchise moving forward from 22 on? Do I, do I really want to do that? What would you do? Would you start Gardner Minshew? Or would you play a 70% Jalen Hurts? He hasn't taken a boatload of reps this week. They've been giving the majority of them to Gardner Minshew. What would you do? Me? I'm playing Gardner Minshew. I've got the number one rushing attack in the NFL. I could put some stiff back there and win a game. Just don't turn the ball over, dude. Here would be my message to Gardner Minshew. No fumbles and do not throw interceptions. I don't care if we are punting on fourth down we're not going to turn the ball over like we did in the Meadowlands because you're going back to the Meadowlands now. Here's the thing, though. This Eagle team can't come from behind with those type of statistics because you don't have time and possession on your side. So what would you do? I'm saying you start Gardner Minshew. What says you? I don't want to play a 70% kid. If that's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, that's a different conversation. He ain't that. He's not Lamar Jackson. Okay. He's not Russell Wilson. All right. In case you're new to the program, please hit that like button. Also, on top of that, you know what we do. Everybody who joins the show, we, we add your conversation to the content of the program. You guys are the majority of the program, too. So I start reading, and we start hitting on everything, going back and forth. Anything you want to bring up, please bring it here. We appreciate it, okay? Luco says, Hurts at 100% is a good QB. At 70%, not so much. Timothy says, Minshew 100% must start him. Timothy, I, I, I don't want a 70%. Or even a 75%, Jalen Hurts. They are who we thought we are or were. Mitsu stinks, but he's all we got. Paul says, I don't know. If Sirianni is a Howie pushover, maybe. Well, 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 Paul, know this. Anytime that you know the name of the general manager, more so than you know the name of the head coach. That's all you need to know. 
Do you know what my favorite thing to do? Guys, and I'll tell you this. Here, I had to look this up. Watch this. I'm not kidding you. I had to look up the Browns general manager's name, Andrew Barry. I had to look his name up. I don't have to look up the Philadelphia Eagles general manager's name. Everybody knows who it is. Okay? I don't want my GM being more popular or more famous than my head coach. My head coach is the second face of the franchise. Okay, so to me, again, always gets in the way. Now, you bring in Minshew, and all of a sudden he plays well, and he's capable of playing well. They don't want to have that controversy that they had last year. Timothy says Minshew has really good stats. Timothy, there's no question that Gardner Minshew is one of the best substitute teachers that's in the NFL. And what I mean by substitute teacher, he is a guy who's a good guy to come in when you need somebody to win a game. He's a professional at what he does. And I think he's one of the top flight backup quarterbacks in the league. There's a great place in the league for those guys. We see this all the time. Guy comes in, wins some ball games. Look at Arizona this year. Look at how many times teams look to that backup quarterback. Look at Dallas. They won a game this year with a backup quarterback. Pasquale, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Good afternoon to you, too. Super Dave says, Minshew is a pocket quarterback, and he's a pretty good passer. He's also a gamer. You're going to need all those attributes in a game against the Jets when you come off a crappy-ass performance like you did versus the Giants. Paul Kelsey, Dixon, Milana are having Pro Bowl years. Dude, you know what they should call that line? They should call that baby the International House of Pancakes. Do you guys like that? The Philadelphia Eagle offensive line is the International House of Pancakes. I've seen more pancakes this year from those offensive linemen, pancaking defensive linemen and linebackers, than I have since Dallas Cowboy team, Lennon Smith. Dude, that's a damn good-looking offensive line. That is a damn good offensive line, and I do not want to see more passes than rushing attempts. I do not want to see that, man, at all in any way. Okay? At all in any way. International House of Pancakes. All right, guys. Hey, listen. We're having a little connection issue here. We're going to take a quick time out. We're going to get back to you and your thoughts. Don't forget, Tony Saracusa, big-time college football news. He'll be at the bottom of the hour. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Sent me an interesting statistic here. Jalen Hurts quarterback rating this season, 0 to 100 scale. Targeting Jalen Rager, 5.8. Targeting all others, 65.6. No player in the NFL has sabotaged his quarterback more than Jalen Rager has. Why are you playing him? Why are you throwing it? All of these fundamental questions on how you approach the game is troubling. You have the number one rushing attack in the NFL, and you throw the ball? Why? Trevor says that Jalen Rager is a bum. Dude, he sabotages the quarterback more than any receiver in the league. Why do you play him? Why is he on the active? Oh, because how he drafted him in the first round. Guys, see, these are all fundamental issues that you have to address when you have way too many voices in the organization that have impact. Not in, Not input. But impact, if you impact player decision and player plays and repetition and who starts and who doesn't, this is not input, okay? This is that you have you have the autonomy to make that happen, 
okay? You have the autonomy to make that happen. So when you hear this, to me, make no mistake about it, this is a problem that you have here. This is a problem that you have with too many voices once again inside the front office. Okay? Way too many, way too many voices. Way too many voices. This is a major problem. Steve, how he has the Napoleon complex. Jeff says, Rager needs to be set to the practice squad as punishment and let Boston handle returns. Get him out of there. He is a negative influence. He is without a doubt a negative influence on that offense. Why would you play him? And quite frankly, know this. If I had the number one rushing attack in the NFL, you think this guy's going to get in front of somebody and block in the run game? This guy's made of paper mache. He's not going to put his head in there and knock somebody out when you need somebody blocking downfield for your running game. You need to have wide receivers like you have in Tennessee. Those guys are looking to knock people out or in Baltimore. You know what's crazy? Follow me here on this one. Doesn't it seem that Howie has constructed the team for a drop-back quarterback with the assets that he's accumulated on the perimeter, but yet he doesn't believe in what he has personnel-wise when you have the number one rush offense in the league? His wide receivers don't match up, my point is, with your number one asset and what you do best. That's run the ball. I mean, look at even Devontae Smith. You think Devontae Smith's going to go out there and knock guys out? Look at how he's built. He's 180 pounds. You got another guy who doesn't want to block. Actually, those two guys hurt your run game. That's the contradiction that you have in your huddle right now. The Eagles are not constructed correctly. That's why they have problems with their play calling in games. You have all these wide receivers that you drafted, but yet the number one asset you have is running the ball. So they have to throw the ball, and that's where they get in trouble. It's pretty simple to figure this out, isn't it? This is pretty simple to figure out here. You have the top offensive line in the NFC East and maybe in the NFC. You have wide receivers that don't block in the run game. How does that match up with your personnel that you have on your football team? And you've got a running quarterback and a mobile quarterback and an RP. So you have an RPO quarterback with the top offensive line or one of the top three units in the league, and you've got wide receivers who don't block in the run game. That doesn't seem to me that that's constructed correctly. Flex says because they don't have a quarterback that can sling that thing for 350 yards a game. Flex, I don't need 350 yards a game when I'm the top rushing attack in the league. When I have the number one running attack in the league, and by the way, four of the five teams, well, if you want to say still the Eagles are still in playoff contention going into this Jets game because they are, all five of these teams are in playoff contention. Every one of these teams, Philly, Baltimore, Cleveland, Indy, and Tennessee, they're all in contention. Why? 
because they run the rock. They run the rock. Ramirez says, so who do we want to win this game? I want the Eagles to win. I, I, I don't believe in tanking. That's a loser mentality. Tanking. Tanking. Assholes tank. Lose. You, you, you know what? You, 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 people who do that tank for Tua or any of this other stuff. Not losing a game on purpose because that puts me in a better draft. I'm trying to create momentum on winning. I'm trying to create a culture. I want to continue to win, man. Winning creates a culture. Losing and laying down, that doesn't create winning. Twenty-two first, twenty-two third, and twenty-three first. Cox hurts for Russell Wilson. Who says no, dude? Fletcher Cox is going to be somebody that you're going to have to do this. Flex, you're going to have to move Fletcher Cox and pay some of that contract to his that's still owed to him. Okay, if you want a third round draft choice, you're going to have to pick up at least sixty percent of that contract. Okay. This is going to cost you. It's going to cost the Eagles. Now, you could defer that money next year, starting next year with the new collective bargaining agreement. Fetish says this. How about that Stingley kid? That kid at LSU is spectacular. By the way, hey, Howie Roseman. I hate to do this to people who hate Howie Roseman. Oh, my God. Paul, way to go, Xander. Tanking gets you Ben Simmons. I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. No tanking. There's no such thing as tanking. And tank anything here. It's all about winning ball games. Kenny Pickett. Come on, Steve. Kenny Pickett. I want to win today. Go get me Russell Wilson. Xander said something interesting about Russell Wilson, too. Okay? He said something very interesting. By the way, do people still think that Russell Wilson is a top five quarterback? Do you still think Russell Wilson's a top five quarterback and warrants the Eagles going after him with some first-round draft choices? I want you to think about that. We're going to hit on that. But I've got to hit on some of this college football news. Guys, the money that's being thrown around, $100 million here, uh, $110 million to Lincoln Riley to USC. No question. Big money. Our friend Tony Saracusa will join us. He is so plugged into everything that's going on in the college football world. We're going to listen to him for a little bit, and I want you to think about that. Do you still think Russell Wilson is a top five guy. After what we've seen this year, is he still that guy? Please, guys, hit that like button. We really appreciate it. Get right back to you. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. Your boy, Dan Cilio. By the way, I want you to think about that. Do you still think that Russell Wilson is a top five quarterback and would you waste two first rounders? That's the minimum of what Seattle's going to want if you're going to make a move to go up and get that quarterback, okay? I think Carolina will be in the conversation. Remember, he started his career at NC State. He didn't play his entire career at Wisconsin. I think the Dolphins will be in that conversation as well. But do you would you give up two first rounders for Russell Wilson on what you've seen over the last – Two years. Now, they did win 12 games last year. All right, guys, there's been so much news in college football. I mean, the amount of money that's been thrown around, and we bring our friend Tony Saracusa in, and from the last word on college football, and I'll say this to you, I'm not so ticked off that these guys took better opportunities. My problem more so is, I think, with the game, Tony. It's it's more like this, I mean, so a coach can just pick up in the middle of a conversation with his players, they're in the conversation to be one of the four teams to play for the national championship. 
that coach sees a hundred and whatever million dollars in Brian Kelly. And again, I'm not ticked that he's taking that opportunity, but should, should we not have some guardrails here to stop this from like, maybe the early signing period has been an issue and why this has been right. something that pops up. How do, how do you look at all this where a guy's bailing on his Notre Dame team that's still in the hunt? Yeah. Great to be with you, Dan. I, I enjoy doing your show. So thanks for having me back on. Thank you. I, I, I think you hit on a lot of good points and there are a lot of points in there. I don't blame the coaches. They have their opportunity and they move on and that's just, that's just the business. But what I heard Tuesday when I was on the conference call with the playoff committee really bothered me quite a bit because they acknowledged that they were willing to look at the absence of a coach prior to their final vote, just the same way they would in the absence of a player, like a player was injured and that could impact their votes. Now things have kind of settled in because Notre Dame got their coach and Cincinnati is going to stay with Luke Fickle and all of that is resolved. But there was a period of time where you're looking at potentially Notre Dame players being punished by the playoff committee because their coach left. And I'm not okay with that. And you're right. It is really brought upon by the early signing period, which moved up, what, probably five, six years ago now into December, which was supposed to be to the benefit of the high school players not having to wait until February, get it over with, get it done with, go back to your studies, go back to whatever else you're doing in life. But what the end result has been is coaches being fired earlier than ever before, because if you're going to unload your coach, you're going to do it soon enough so that you can bring someone in to still close that recruiting class in December. I mean, we're two weeks away from the signing period, and you look at all the coaches moving around like chess pieces in the last what, week? You know, even less than a week? Um, and you do it to send a signal to those commits that we're not happy with where we are. We're going to try to improve, hang in there. It's had a lot of unintended consequences, and not all of them are good. How about this, too? And I never thought I would ever say this, but if I'm the Kobe Dean from, from Georgia, mm -hmm. and I'm watching Brian Kelly, and I'm watching Lincoln Riley, why the hell would I play in a Southeastern Conference championship game or in a national championship game when I'm going to be a top five prospect, top 10 prospect, guaranteed $35 million? If those coaches can sit there and go like this, well, hell, I took the better opportunity. Well, my better opportunity is to make sure that I don't get hurt. And why I'm on that side, just to give you some context to that, Tony, um, I was playing in the 86 uh, Sugar Bowl, and the guy sitting next to me was Kevin Fagan. He blows his knee out. He was going to be one of the top five picks in the NFL draft. Kevin goes on to have a great 10-year career with the 49ers. He wins a couple Super Bowls, but he became a fifth rounder. Or Mel Bratton, who got hurt in the title game and was going to be surely a top five pick, and it probably hampered his chances on being a longtime NFL player. Why would I jeopardize myself when these coaches are taking the best opportunities also? Yeah, and I think we have seen a lot of that already when it comes to the bowl games, not necessarily the playoff games, but the bowl games. And you see players sitting out. Uh, Christian McCaffrey did, you know, at Stanford and other players have. And I don't blame them for doing it for a second or third tier bowl game. I hope that it doesn't get to the point where you're doing that in the SEC championship game or the college football playoffs. But it won't surprise me if somewhere in the next year or two, we do get a player or two who does do that. Um, 
I totally understand that with the bowl games. I get it. You don't want to risk injury. You know, you're going to be a top 10 draft pick. Totally get it. I hear people say, yeah, but they have insurance policies that they get. No insurance policy makes up for dropping from a top 10 pick to the middle of the third round. It doesn't compensate, not even close. So I get that. I just hope that we don't get to the point. I hope that the conference championship games are still meaningful enough to the individuals, to the players, to the teams that we don't have that. Absolutely. And um, I think if we want to maybe use some context uh, recently, I think Nick Boza, he had a stomach Mm -hmm. injury. Mm -hmm. And remember, he bailed on the rest of the Ohio State season. And I think they even went to the Final Four that year. They did. They and so uh, the, he, he's one of those guys. But one thing on Kelly going to LSU, mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to get the autonomy that he had in South Bend here because look at Ogeron. Two years ago, this guy wins a national championship. You know, you have a down year. The next year, you're out. I mean, he, he's going to a place where he had his head kicked in by Nick Saban already in those games. Right. And the comment that he made yesterday to the LSU players where he goes, I wanted to come to a place. And by the way, Joe Theismann uh, was very upset with some of the comments that he right. made yesterday right. when he said that he wanted to come to a place where the best athletes on the planet are. He wanted to be at a place that gave you all the opportunities to win a national title, and he wanted to be in the best conference. And I was going like this. Notre Dame doesn't afford you that <laughs> opportunity. That probably was just more rhetoric than anything, but he's going to have a lot of pressure on him to win just the same way Ed did. Sure. Of course he will. Now, let let me get to two points real quick on that. And I'll be quick because I know you got a lot you want to cover. But two things. One, the difference at LSU is he's going to be able to get recruits that would never get in at Notre Dame. He could never get past admissions. That's a fact. So look, if you're Brian Kelly and you're at Notre Dame, you're already the winningest coach in the history of the most revered program in college football. You're already a guaranteed Hall of Famer. You've been to the playoffs. What else can you do to secure your legacy? You need a national title. He took the easy way. He went to LSU where he can get in players that can't get in even close at Notre Dame. Now, to the issue of his safety and security, have you looked at his contract? Because I read it, and there is a clause in there that just boggles my mind. He's got all the buyouts and retention clauses and all of that. He has a clause which says, if he wins a national championship, if he is, um, let me back up. If he is fired within three years of winning a national championship, just as they did to Les Miles, just as they did to Ed, he doesn't get his buyout. He gets the full remainder of oh his contract God. in full within 90 days. There's no <laughs> protracted buyout. He gets the rest of his contract in full in 90 days. He's, he, he knows what LSU has done in the past. And his agent took care of that issue right away. No doubt. That is a spectacular, that's a spectacular thing inside of a contract. Let me ask you about Lincoln Riley here now. Sure. Here, here's my issue with, with Southern Cal. Mm-hmm. Kind of maybe the same way like Miami in, in, in so many ways. What, what, why do I think Lincoln Riley, he gets the top recruits at Norman anyway, mm-hmm. and now he thinks he's going to keep those kids in Southern California, let me give it to you from a four-star guy like myself. Mm-hmm. I want to play in front of the biggest crowds, mm-hmm. and the biggest programs, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be at 11 o'clock at night on the East Coast. <laughs> right. I want to be playing against Georgia, Alabama, mm-hmm. no disrespect to Utah, and 
uh, places like Cal and Oregon State. Mm-hmm. But I want to I want to go like this, Tony. I want to play Georgia, Texas A&M, mm-hmm. Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. My chances of being an NFL guy are pretty strong, even if I'm at Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Right. Okay, so I'm going to – why do I believe he's going to change USC around? This is an ego move for Lincoln Riley, pure and simple. Because, look, you could have stayed at Oklahoma and been fine, gone to the playoffs – been your 12 yeah they're not they're not happy right now forget the coaching move they weren't happy with the way the season ended but look you go 10 and 2 11 and 2 more often than not you're going to be fine this is about resurrecting a sleeping USC program which has been wallowing for years even before they even before they made the coaching change before they fired Clay Helton so this is an ego move he there he had about 20 23 kids on his Oklahoma roster, who were commits from Southern Cal. Now, several of them have already decommitted from Oklahoma and are going to USC. Uh, Malachi Nelson, the five-star recruit quarterback from the for the class of 2023, has already done that. He's got one of those massive contracts, just you know, just like LSU gave out. He's got one also. They gave him a six million dollar housing allowance in LA. That's Even crazy. by LA cost of living, you can get a nice place for oh, yeah. a million yeah, dollars. Yeah, you're, right? and you're not going to be sleeping in one of those Gavin Newsom tents. You're all you're good. Really not. You're really not. And and he's got access to a private jet 24 7, even for personal use, crazy. even if his family vacation. They bought his house in Norman for $500,000 over market value. It's 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 absolutely insane. It brings to a point, you know, what Notre Dame chose not to do. Notre Dame chose not to get into the arms race and pay for fickle or get into all of this and promote a guy that they were familiar with, with Marcus Freeman. Will it work? I have no idea. The guy's never been a head coach ever. But what I found interesting about that is none of Brian Kelly's staff went to LSU with him. They all stayed at Notre Dame. Lincoln Riley brought a lot of his staff with him. I, that makes some kind of commentary on those two guys, and I'm oh, not yeah. sure yet what it is, but it does make a commentary when your defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, goes with you to USC, but your Brian Kelly and none of your staff goes with you. I completely agree. All right, two questions for you here. Yes, SEC sir. championship uh, game this weekend. You know, people keep saying, well, Alabama's got to win this game to get into the Final Four here. I'll tell you something else, too, for recruiting, mm-hmm. for stature, for everything else. Kirby Smart's got to win this game, man. You've got – when I played Tony against Florida State or we played against the Gators, those coaches knew those games with us and vice versa. Beating Tulsa and Eastern Carolina and Maryland and all them, that's great and all. Right. But you got to beat them dudes, and you've got to beat that guy especially. Pressure more on him than anything else is to win this ball game for Georgia and to show people that, hey, you know, just like Ed Ogeron did. I know it's hard to maintain it and keep it, but this is a big game for Kirby Smart. I think if you're a Georgia fan, if you're a college football fan, and you're looking at this game, you got to ask, if not now, when? You have one of the best defenses, if you're Kirby Smart, you have one of the best defenses that's been seen on a field in 10 years, right? I mean, they have given up seven touchdowns all season. The second team in the rankings in terms of touchdowns given up is Wisconsin at 18. 
that tells you how dominant the Georgia defense has been. You know, they've got Jordan Davis, who's a finalist in the Nagurski and the Outland, both of which I vote on. And you know, we're not supposed to reveal our votes. But, yes, I made him a finalist. I voted for him to be a finalist. Um, if, if not now, when? This is, this is the best defense you can imagine right now. If you're not going to beat Alabama, if you're not going to win the SEC championship with this team, I don't know when you're ever going to have another shot like this. Finally here. Jim Harbaugh getting that win against Ohio State, mm-hmm. Tony. I mean, but by the way, the snow, the setting, the big house. <laughs> that was awesome. Hey, was you know what? Awesome. Did it not remind you of the old 10-year war when you were a kid totally. and you were watching Woody? Totally, and with Woody and Bo, Bo and all that. Absolutely. That, how big was that win for him? It was massive. I don't think there's any overstating how big it was because as much as he has won and he's he's done okay, you know, you very well know that rival game is everything, right? I mean, look at, uh, remember, Ohio State with uh, Cooper, right? With John Cooper. He did great, but he couldn't great beat record. Michigan, and they fired him, yeah. right? They were done. You can't beat your rival. You're done. Was Harbaugh going to be fired if he lost that game? Probably had one more year to get himself some time. But doing that, and he did it in convincing fashion. Michigan played really well. Aiden Hutchinson is just one of the great players to watch in the. I voted for him for the All America team that you and yep. I vote on for yep. all that. I I, I think yep. he's the best down lineman next to Jordan Davis from Georgia. I in agree. The country. I know. I absolutely agree. And and so that was huge. That was huge for Harbaugh. Get the monkey off his back. All those cliches, but it was huge for the program to show that they can compete at the biggest levels within the conference. And I like him to win the conference championship Saturday also. You know, I think this whole story, these last couple days of coaches changing and mm-hmm. everything going on, finally, it, it, it's, it was great for college football, wasn't it? It was because, to me, the conversation became too regionalized in the southeastern part of the yes. country. And hasn't this kind of like broadened it out a little bit, Tony, where you're talking West Coast football, Midwest football, Ohio State, Michigan. We're doing this. Actually, it's been a good week for college football. It's a national conversation. I mean, you want to talk about someone who was happy about Lincoln Riley. George Klyovkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, was probably popping champagne bottles because all of a sudden we're talking about the Pac-12 again when there aren't going to be any teams that get in the playoffs. And, and it's been a fine season. But now you're in the national landscape again because, you know, you've got a ridiculous Friday night champion conference championship game for the Pac-12. Friday night, that should be no offense to the Mountain West, but that should be the Mountain West or the MAC or someone like that. What are you doing playing your conference championship on a Friday night? But you got out from under that a little bit because of all the news of Lincoln Riley and trying to resurrect the storied USC program. So it became a national conversation again this week. Uh, UCLA, USC, too, with Chip Kelly. And- yeah. Lincoln Riley, that's going to be great. Hey, this hey. puts a lot of pressure on Chip Kelly. It really does. And UCLA, it really does. Chip Kelly's about to get a two year extension, according to our reporting. And even though he's 18 and 25. <laughs> so it's. I got uh, it the wrong business, man, because you could be mediocre and get a big gig in college. Yes. 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 <laughs> I'm mediocre at what I do, and I'm not getting big money. <laughs> I'm with you, too, man. I'm with you, man. I should have been a, a coach. I could be four and five and get a $10 million a year deal. Hey. I'd be Tony, your offensive coordinator. So yeah. <laughs> Tony, thank you so much for doing this, man. It's going to be a great Always run to glad. the national championship. I appreciate it. Always glad to do it, Dan. You got it. That is Tony Saracusa. Last word in college football. All right. Here's the topic.
This year and the last year. Now, they did win 12 ball games last year, Seattle. Do you still think Russell Wilson is a top five quarterback? Would you give up two number ones for him? I want to hit on that. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit that like button. Bang on that baby for us. I'm going to get to all your takes on this. Do you think he is still a top five quarterback? We'll do it next. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy Dan Cilio. This week's been great for college football. It's been great. By the way, did you see what Carson Wentz said about Philly fans? Somebody asked him a question about his time in Philadelphia. Hear what he said? What he said about you fans? He said you're blunt. You know what that's code for? 
to me, honest. Honesty and being blunt. Sometimes it's too harsh for people. People don't like truth and bluntness. Okay? And when you're blunt, not everybody can take it. You should see when Xander and I talk, we talk over one another when we're trying to get our point across. I love that. You know what that means? Hey, 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 hey. I got my elbows in the room too, dude. I got I got my elbows in the room too. This is what I think of this guy. This is what I think of this situation. Okay? Xander says he wins every time. <laughs> That's a great mentality. Those are the kind of people you want to have conversations with because you know why? You know where you stand with people like that always. You'll get some bullshit artist telling you something one way and then goes behind your back and before you know it, this guy's the cowardly lion. Nobody likes to talk to a man who's the cowardly lion. And what I mean by that is he tells one dude one thing and then behind your back he's telling him another thing. I like people who are who they are always and that's what Philly fan is. Philly fan. Lawrence says, I fuck with honesty. I can't stand fake people. Lawrence, who can, you know who could take fake people? Californians. I hate people like that. Those are your best coaches, too. Those are your best leaders. Uh, guys, can I make a a reference to you about Donald Trump. I'm not, this is not political. This is not political. Do you know why people had a problem with Trump? Because for the first time in Washington, D.C.'s history, they had Jerry Jones as president. And if you know anything about NFL owners, all those billionaires are blunt. I hate that. I love that. I like you. I hate you. You're not working. Because you know why? People with a lot of money don't have time to dick around when it comes to a lot of words. Well, you know, this is the reason I don't like. They're just going to go like this. Get out of my face. You're not worth my time. That, that's why half of the country couldn't deal with Donald Trump. Even though his policies... Many of them were fantastic. Oh, I see. There's a travel ban now, but that's, I guess that's not racist now, but it was, anyway, and I told you I wouldn't talk politics. Certain people don't like to be spoken to like that. Coaches speak to players like that. Kid, you're not getting it done. And if you don't get it done, someone's going to replace you. Those are the hard realities. That's what Philly fan is. Carson. You seem like a – here, watch this. I'm going to show you South Philly. That's what you guys say I sound like anyway. Here, and you know what, dude? I know a ton of dudes from down in that neck of the woods. I got neck of the woods for my wife. She's from Virginia, so you give me a break, okay, a little bit. Anyway. Okay, watch this. Carson, this is how Philly fan – you guys tell me if you think I'm wrong. I'll get to Russell Wilson here in a minute. I, I kind of liked what Carson Wentz called you guys, blunt. I think that fits. 
I really do. I think that fits, man. And this is how I see Philly fans and how they look at Wentz. Dude, we liked you at first until you showed us that you're weak. And I'm not talking about you being a gamer. I'm talking about you letting things get to you. Nobody in Philly likes a guy who's soft mentally. Nobody likes that. Go to work, do your job. Don't bitch and moan and cry. You're getting paid a king's ransom. Okay? You just go like this. Hey, man, you're soft, bro. Okay, you just you 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 can't have that attitude, and then roll out there at Lincoln Financial and bitch and cry because you got a guy behind you. Come on, man. Nobody looks in the rearview mirror when you're a star. You always look in the the window ahead of you. You know what I mean? I don't care who's behind me. I had Russell Maryland and Cortez Kennedy behind me. I didn't care. I beat them all out. I didn't care who was behind me. Nobody was going to be in front of me. I'll tell you that. So that's how you guys did it. And I, I I thought him saying you guys were blunt. First, I thought it was cold for asshole. And then I went, no. I think that's perfect. I love it. I miss it. I miss that attitude and how you take no shit from people. I just love that attitude. Boston's got... I see why Boston and Philly folks hate each other. You should never hate a New Yorker. You know why, guys? Okay? They're snowflakes. Snowflakes in New York. You know, it's it's it, it, it's a harder version of L.A. Plus, teams suck in New York. All of them. Well, maybe the Islanders are all right. Okay, Knicks are a little better this year. All right. Russell Wilson. Let's go here with this. Xander actually said this to me. Okay? Xander actually said this to me here. Yeah, Rangers too. Rangers are good. It's about the only thing that James Dolan has done right has made the Rangers better. Okay? Okay. You know, when Glenn Sather was first put in there by him, that was probably the smartest move that – um James Dolan ever did was putting Glenn Sather in there at the very beginning to put a blueprint down. Islanders are one of the worst teams this year, Colin. They usually are one of the better teams, man. They really were great last year. I haven't been keeping up on it. They're one of the worst teams this year. Jesus, man. Have they fallen off the cliff? That was the team when I was growing up. Get this. Dennis Podvin is one of my best friends. And when I was a young kid, Okay, I used to go to the Nassau County War Memorial Coliseum to watch your Flyers come up and play those Islander teams. Every year I was in high school, they won a Stanley Cup. Man, I love that Islander team with with Trottier and Bossy and them dudes. Holy cow, man, were they good. Billy Smith and that. Then those Edmonton teams would come rolling in with Messier and Essa uh, Tikkanen and all them dudes, man. That was our, I mean, of course, Gretzky. Oh, man. That's right, Dre. Dog Philly respects hard work. And I think that's kind of what Carson Wentz was saying, man. Birdman says Rangers are good this year. 
Uh, we'll see. You know the story with the Rangers. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Colin says they had to play like their first 13 games on the road because of the new. Oh, that's right. That's right, Colin. New building. That's right. Cowgirls lose tonight. <clears throat> Upset alert. I got to get to this spin here, but I want to take a time out here. Okay. Xander really did, man. He, he, he was like, Sills, do you really look at Russell Wilson still as being a top five guy? You know, and as the show went on, it's funny. Even when I was talking to Tony, I was going, you know, do, do I really look at Russell Wilson as being a top five? Or is Russell Wilson in the same position that Tom Brady was Brady's final season in New England? Didn't we all go like this? Man. I don't know, man. It looks like Brady. His last play. Do you know what Tom Brady's last play was? That's the New England Patriot. It was a pick in the Tennessee playoff game. His his last play as a Patriot was an interception. And everyone's like, I don't know. I want to hit on that topic. We'll get to all your thoughts. Guys, please hit the like button, man. Please. I want to get to 100 likes. You guys are spectacular. We'll reset. We'll get to your takes. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. 
Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hour two, Dan Cilio, National Football Show. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much. Please hit the like button. We appreciate everybody that comes aboard with us each and every single day. Fast first hour, huh? Fast first hour. By the way, Carson Wentz is fitting in in Indianapolis, is he not? He is. He's playing Pro Bowl football. If you're the Eagles, don't be disappointed with that. Okay? Don't be. Some places aren't for you. Brett Favre was a failure as an Atlanta Falcon. Goes to Green Bay, changed his entire history of his resume. Happens. Happens with coaches. You know, look at Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan sucked as the Raiders coach. Goes to Denver, and he's a Hall of Fame coach. Happens. Okay? Sometimes different zip codes can be a healthy thing for a player or a coach. Okay? Hugh goes like this. He is, but I'm not bummed out. Yeah, because you know why? You don't like that personality that's, you know – on him that represents who he is because you didn't like how that looked. You, you know, you know what's funny? I, I, I would like to go back. I wish I can remember how Philadelphia looked at Randall Cunningham because he was an aloof dude. He wasn't a very friendly guy. He's still not a very friendly guy. And I know he's a preacher now and all this and that, but he's not a really open dude, man. He's a really different kind of guy. Hey, Donovan McNabb as well. But Philly, Philly loves Donovan McNabb. Philly likes McNabb, okay? And when you look at Wentz, it was like this. Okay, here's our first-round quarterback. Philly wanted to be all behind this guy. And I'm talking I'm – not, I'm not talking about management. I'm talking about, obviously, they gave him the contract. I'm talking about you, the fans. Oh, hey, Benson, I'm not saying he wasn't brilliant. He was. I'm talking personality here. Okay, I'm not I'm not suggesting in any way he wasn't brilliant. He was. He was ahead of his time. Okay? He was a little bit ahead of his time. Can you imagine Randall Cunningham in today's NFL? Wow. You you can't hit him, you know? I mean, and he had that kind of skill set. You know what I always thought the Eagles needed to do with Randall? They just needed to have more of a contained offensive approach to him. Can I make a comparison to you guys? 
Randall Cunningham reminds me of an old school, new school, Patrick Mahomes. Very accurate. Kind of was a schoolyard player. Same as Mahomes right now, right? And Andy's got to keep him in, in the structure of the offense. Am I right when I say that? Right? It's kind of like, you know, keeping Mahomes in that structure because he loses his patience quick. Randall did too. Randall was a big play guy, man. He loved chucking that thing down the field, plus 25. He loved the big play. Boom, down the field, down the field. And if it wasn't there, he'd take off running. And and, and Randall was a lot like Mahomes. People don't realize how accurate Randall Cunningham was. Randall Cunningham was a very accurate quarterback. Okay? Benson, Buddy Ryan was blunt. Yeah, well, he fit the city, man. Buddy was a perfect, perfect coach for Philadelphia. Yeah, Chris, Randall had a big arm. All right. Hey, by the way, real quick, can I make a comparison to you guys on something else before we get to Russell Wilson here? Do you look at Josh Allen? They got a big game coming up too, Patriots and Bills on Monday night. That's going to tell me a lot about both teams. I think both teams are playoff teams. But does Josh Allen play the game like Cam Newton did back in 15? When you look at Josh Allen, I see Cam Newton's game. The more and more I watch, and you see what Belichick said about him too. Belichick was like this. I can't believe how great he's become since he came out of Wyoming. Okay. Birdman, wait a minute. He's usually your leading rusher in Buffalo. He's got a big arm. He's winning. I mean, he's got to get to a Super Bowl. I get it. He's already been, I think, to an AFC championship game. Oh, Cam has a cannon too, though, man. Hey, Cam and Big Ben, I think you're right. Hey, hey, Chris, I think you're right. I think this is going to be the last you see of those guys. I think Cam may stick around a little bit, but Big Ben needs to call it a career. Matt Hatter says, when I was a kid, I had long hair and went to Eagles training camp, and Randall saw me and called Reggie and Jerome over, and they're all making fun of me. He signed my football. I'll never forget that day. Matt Hatter, that's an awesome story. That's an awesome story, man. Good for you, man. Drove a big old laugh too, right? And hey, can I do Reggie for you? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so what are you doing there, kid, with that long hair? He had that like raspy voice, you know, kind of Reggie. Yeah, you know, Reggie, such a sweetheart. Hey. For a dude that was a sweetheart of a dude, that dude could rip your face off, man. He was so great. Not good. Great. Great. Never seen a guy. Never seen a guy. That hip toss thing where he'd throw Nate on his head or Eric Williams. <laughs> never seen anything to this day like it. He's the great, including Bruce Smith. Bruce was great. Bruce was tremendous. Nothing like Reggie, though. 
And really, nothing like Reggie Philly, Reggie. He was good in Green Bay, but not like he was in Philly. I think when he came to Philadelphia out of the USFL, I think Reggie played in eight games his first year in Philly. I think he had 20 sacks. He had like 21 sacks in like eight games or something. It was like freaking amazing. Oh, man. Can you believe that too? Keith is gone. Reggie's gone. Jerome's gone. What an at Andre Waters off that defense is gone too, right? Yeah, man. Those guys were awesome. What a best defense I've ever seen. And that includes the 85 Bears was that gangrene defense. They had it all. Could stop the run. Could rush the passer. Didn't need blitzing. Those four guys up front would kill you, man. It was just a great football team. Great. And even the old line was good. Andrew. Eric Allen. Holy shit. That's right. Mike Pitts. That's who I met, not Keith. Mike Pitts. Yeah. Who was the other DE on the other side? Oh. Who was the other DE? He was spectacular, too. Who was the other DE on that? Clyde Simmons. Clyde Simmons. Clyde could play some ball, too, dog. He was great. Man, Clyde was spectacular. Randall could always punt. That's right, he did. He currently holds the team record for the longest punt in Eagles history, 91-yarder against the Giants in 89. Yep. Mike Gullick was a backup big, Chris. Way to throw that in. (laughs) But you guys love Mike, right? He was on the other day. By the way, Seth, I saw somebody post – is Seth coming on today? I thought his event was a one-day event. He's got a three-day golf event in Arizona. Really a big deal going on out there, too. Um, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so we'll get him on next week. We'll get him on next week. Yeah, man, Clyde Simmons and Reggie White with your defensive ends. Jesus, gravity. <laughs> that's getting after it. <laughs> hey, that's getting after it. And Jerome... In the middle there, man, that's just absolutely getting after it. Seth Joyner, linebackers, good grief. Was that a, if you, you, How about this? If you had to put that defense together today, what do you think that defense would cost the Eagles? Shit, you'd have to pay Reggie 20. You'd probably have to pay Jerome 15 million. Seth, you'd pay another 15. Eric Allen, <laughs> 18. Okay, Andre Waters would be banned from the game. Wait a minute, Paul. Uh Uh-uh. Hey, man, no, no, no. Hey, Waters ain't playing. The league would have came down, and they would have suspended his ass. They they would not – he would not be in the game. (laughs) Benson says they couldn't afford him all. No, they could not, man. Body bag bowl against Houston. God, those days are so I'm hey guys, wait a minute. I'm sorry, but I miss those days where you could just kill dudes out there. I miss those days where you could kill a guy. And you know I don't mean literally. You know what I mean. You could just go out there and hammer dudes, pick them up, slam them on their head. Not come across the middle. Do you know why the game has changed so much in the NFL? Receivers come across the middle, and you know why they talk all kinds of shit now? 
because there's no policing of the sport. You imagine doing that stuff to Ronnie Lott or Andre Waters or Dave Durson or any of them dudes? They would decleat you. You're not coming across the middle or a linebacker putting up a forearm and knocking you out cold. You're not doing that shit back then. You notice wide receivers were quiet back then. You didn't hear big mouth wideouts. There was no big mouth wideouts. Michael Irvin was probably the new breed of that. But Mike was tough. All of those, all of those great matchups that he had against Neus Williams, Neus Williams gave it right back to him. Okay. Lou says this, yeah, the NFL used to be rated R. I missed them days. You had to play tough. And if you opened your face, you got hit. And you got hit often. Oh, now, you know, I just, I just, you know, Brady made a comment the other day about this. Brady said when he first initially came into the league, he said it was more about toughness and mental toughness and just getting through. And it was such a tough game. He goes, as it's gone on in the latter part of his career, and he says the reason why he's played so long is because it's more of a skill set now. It's more skilled. It's like seven on seven. It's more like nine on seven. It's skull drills and stuff like that because you don't really get a chance to hit anybody anymore. Toughness played a factor, but the NFL got nervous because of CTE and they took that part out. That's right. Smile. The concussion lawsuit ended any kind of mental toughness or playing physical in the NFL because they did not want to have that kind of guy on the field. Big Chris goes, Jack Lambert, well, you had your version of it and Bill Berge. Every football team back in that day and that time had somebody that played linebacker that had that kind of mentality and skill set. Berge's, the Lamberts, all those dudes, man. Randy Gratishaw's, Hacksaw Reynolds, them guys, man. Those guys, the reason they called him Hacksaw wasn't because he was good looking and he carried a chainsaw with him. This guy cut you in half and he came across the middle. Game's changed. Enforcers. Okay, fair enough. Mike Singleton. You think that 85 Bears team could play in today's game or even that gang green team? No way. You think Reggie's going to be allowed to hit Tom Brady like he hit Troy Aikman? No way. You, you uh, Can you see Reggie and Jerome hitting Peyton Manning or – like, like like hitting Josh Allen today. These referees, man, you can't even lay on these guys right. Romo, another one. All right. So this was really a great conversation that we had prior to coming on. I like our little pregame show that me and Xander hit on. And I've been thinking about it while we've been talking here. Do I think Russell Wilson, I've been thinking hard on this. Is he a top five quarterback still? Here, let's do this. I think we have to, I think we have to figure this out though, folks. I'm getting a piece of paper here for this one. What do you think the market value is going to be for Russell Wilson when he goes on the open market next year? I think he's out of Seattle. What do you think his market value is? I think this is a good question. For all the quarterbacks that are going to go out there, I'm going to put Wilson 
Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers. By the way, today's Aaron Rodgers' 38th birthday. Wilson, Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers. Deshaun Watson's a different outlier case because he's young. He's 25 years old. So he's going to command a lot. Benson says two first-rounders for Wilson. Four years, $100 million. You may be a little bit light on that one, bro. <laughs> okay? You may be a little light on that. You may near. You may have to have that near 140. Four years, $100 million, Chris? Fetch says two ones and a five for Wilson. Two ones and a five. Dave says two number ones and second day, two picks for Wilson. So you're thinking four, five, and six, somewhere down there? One and a two for Rodgers. At 38, Big Chris says three. Let me give you mine here. Xander made me think about this a little bit here. I got to look at the landscape of where he is. Do we agree he's playing in the best division in football? The NFC West. Do we agree? Big Chris says three years, 100 million. Man. I, 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 I thought he was 33. I don't know if he's 34. Hugh says keep the picks. Dion says two ones. And in 2023, a third. I like that, deferring it out. I like that. You still have a first rounder this year, and you give a third rounder up in 2023, and you can get a compensation pick back from the league. That's a, that's a smart play. That's a pretty smart play. He plays in the, he's 33. Thanks, Benson. He plays in the NFC West, and I think it's the best division in football. His defense is not good. His coach is running out of gas. No running game. The old line's in tatters. There's just really not a lot of talent on that team right now. When you look at, the Seattle Seahawks, there's just not a lot of talent. So I've got to put that into my evaluation with him. Or here, what would Wilson look like on this Eagles team right now? That's the number one rushing. If you put Russell Wilson on the Philadelphia Eagles, who have the number one rushing attack in the NFL, they're number one. That's the best stat you can have in football is that you're the number one run offense in the league. I don't give a shit about being a top passing team in the league. When you own that, you own people's souls. You own their soul when you can run the ball on somebody. Because you're in a fist fight. 
And that guy knows he can't stop you. You see, when you're in a passing attack, you see three and outs. When you're in a running attack and you're averaging five yards a carry, so every two plays I have a first down, if I just stick to my guns, I own you. I own you. You only become a detriment to yourself when you come out of this statistic. Howie says Eagles would be 9-3. and three. Matt Hatter, I don't want another damn perimeter guy as great as Devontae Adams is. I know he's a free agent. Okay? If Kurt Warner was able to take the Cardinals to the Super Bowl, I'll take a chance with Wilson. He's Candom says. Here's what I would do. I kind of like where you guys went. Here's what I would do. Two ones. And I'll give you Jalen. For Russell Wilson. He's played himself into being still a second-round pick. He's still a two. He's not hurt his draft positioning on who he is. Look, like, 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 watch this. You know why the 49ers didn't move off of Jimmy Garoppolo? Because they wanted a one for him. You know how many teams offered two second-round draft choices for Jimmy Garoppolo? A bunch of them. 49ers went, that guy's a one, and he, I think he is too. Dion says they're going to want Jalen. Yeah, well, they're not going to want Geno Smith. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're not going to want Geno Smith. So I'll give you two ones and the player. I'll give you Jalen. Because if I look at Jalen, doesn't Jalen kind of fit the mold that Pete Carroll wants? He wants kind of like a game manager guy to build a running attack around him. They'll put defense and get this. You still got two years left moving forward with a player on a rookie deal. You're only paying him $1.2 million over the next two years per year. If you're Seattle, that gives you a chance to get back into rebuilding your defense and your O-line. See, the real secret in this whole thing and what we're talking about here, guys, is that Jalen Hurts is on a – wonderful team-friendly deal here. He's owed $3.6 million over the next two years on that rookie contract. You could build around that thing. That's what he still owed. You got two more on this thing here. That's the hid. That See, that was the hidden secret with Brady and with Russell Wilson when they built New England, and when they built Seattle. Remember, Tom Brady was the 190-whatever player taken, and Russell Wilson was a third-rounder. I told you this before. Tavares Jackson was making more money for two years of the time that Russell Wilson was a starting quarterback in Seattle because they signed him to a contract, and he was making more than the starter. But because they were able to go around the room and build up and signing guys like Richard Sherman and drafting guys like Cam Chancellor and them dudes, they were able to build. That's the true beauty in this. Birdman says how he's going to make the second. 
first conditional. Okay. Now, Seattle won't buy that, though. Seattle's not going to buy that. By the way, Russell Wilson has waived his no-trade clause to, to Philadelphia. I had to look that up. That is a fact. Okay? That is a fact. Lou D says, I'm looking to develop Hurts. Yeah, but, dude, I mean, you know, it, something else we were talking about prior to going on. He goes, still, so you're, you're out on Hurts? I go, no, 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 no. I said this yesterday to you guys. I'm not out on Ro- I'm not out on Jalen. But if I could get into the dance with maybe landing this guy, but then I started thinking about some of the things we were talking about. Is he still the premier? You know, we haven't really answered that question yet. Do you still think he's a top five guy? Let's look at that for a minute. Who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Let me hear you guys. Let's name them. Do we all start with Mahomes? We start with Mahomes. Am I right? Rodgers. And you know what I'm going to do? Xander and myself decided to do this. When we're talking about, don't bring Brady up. Don't bring Brady up. Don't bring Tom Brady up. No, no, no. Benson, don't bring Brady up. He's 44. He's an outlier. He's a once in a generation player. You're never going to see anything like it again. He can play until he's, I'll leave him out of it. The goat is the goat. It, It, He's, he, you just can't put him in conversations with a group of dudes. How many times do we do this? Well, let's name the top quarterbacks. Mahomes, Rodgers, Josh Allen. And then all of a sudden you put Brady in. It's like, okay, well, the conversations now turn stupid. When you put Brady in the conversation, it's stupid. Right? It becomes a stupid conversation. Well, I think this kid Mahomes really is just a tremendous talent. I mean, he's a phenomenal talent. No, Josh Allen's great. Well, Brady, okay, the conversation's over. <laughs> hey, the debate's over. Hey, you want to know something, according to Pro Football Focus, Big Chris, who the second-rated quarterback is in the NFL? You're going to shit your pants. It's Kirk Cousins. You see that quarterback – and his touchdown to interception ratio this year. Okay, so Lamar Jackson, dude, you got to put Lamar in there. Josh Allen. Okay, I got Mahomes, Rodgers, Jackson, Josh Allen. Who else? Not named Brady. Wentz. Who else? Mahomes, Rodgers. Lamar Jackson. Would you put Dak in that? Okay. Smile says, don't forget Wilson. Guys, is Wilson the top five quarterback? Does he belong in that list? Ooh. Justin Herbert. But Justin Herbert versus 
Russell Wilson. I don't know. I don't know if you got it. Hey, hey. Dak who? <laughs> hey, 215. I love that, man. Mac over Dak? That's a great conversation. <laughs> I hate this conversation. <laughs> Derek Carr. Okay. You're in the middle of the season. Yeah, well, you got to start thinking about this stuff. You're in the middle of the season. And if you ain't thinking about this right now, after what you've seen so far on your evaluation of your quarterback, and you could get in line right now with a Russell Wilson scenario, if I were you, I'd be thinking about all of these lanes to be in. Joe Burrow is a future. Listen, Russell Wilson belongs in the top five. So to answer the question that we were kind of banging around before we went on the air, Russell Wilson is a top five quarterback. He is. So top five quarterbacks, watch this. Mahomes makes $42 million. Rodgers makes $38 million. Lamar's going to make $42 million. Josh Allen makes $40 million. Guys, what are we talking about here? Okay. Xander just said I'm nuts. Hey, 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 doctor, thank you. Is that like some epiphany or something, that I'm nuts? Congratulations, doctor. You've diagnosed me. <laughs> hey, Sills, you're nuts. Really? Thank you. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> oh, that's right. You went to Alabama for that. <laughs> hey, Silio, you're nuts. Oh, well, some epiphany. <laughs> Yeah, dude, Dak is paid like a top five guy, man. And he ain't, you know where I would put him? He's kind of like 12. Derek Carr's having a better year. Kirk Cousins is having a better year. Justin Herbert's having a better year. How, they're, they're all there, man. <laughs> hey, can you, hey, can you imagine how, how Monday will be if Alabama wins the SEC championship? And I'll have to hear that stupid shit from Xander. 99% of the quarterbacks get worse after 33. 99.9 because that 1.1 is you-know-who. Wait a minute. So let's take a look at that. Aaron Rodgers is going to probably win another MVP award this year. He's 38 today. Oh. The quarterback who just won the Super Bowl is 44. Huh. Well, so the two best quarterbacks, if you had to win a game, are 38 and 44. I don't know about your stat there, brother. 38 and 44. <laughs> right? I don't know, man. I don't think that stat sits well any longer. Lawrence says, I got the Packers winning it all. How about this? I got Aaron Rodgers winning another MVP too. You know what, Lou? You can, you we 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 just can't put Tom Brady in that conversation. We just can't. Dupree, right? Hey, I'm gonna tell you why I think the Saints can win this ball game tonight against the Cowboys. And then get this. 
Uh, no, I, I won't. I won't. I won't tease you guys, but because we're going to forget. Hey, we're going to forget the giant game, but we're going to hit on that. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. You guys have been spectacular as always. I'm going to tell you why this Saints team can win this ball game against the Dallas Cowboys tonight. We'll do it next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. Stateside Vodka. Every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Soto. Brown's GM... Andrew Barry said that we're expecting the very best from Baker Mayfield. I don't know what that is. Being common, average. Guy sure makes a lot of commercials, doesn't he? Right? A lot of commercials. Too bad this guy doesn't perform like his star. He's a bigger star in the NFL than he is a player. 
I look at Baker Mayfield, and this guy is a hype machine. He's an average player with star power. He's a little bit better version of Tebow. Tebow's a rock star without the talent. That's what Tim is. He's a rock star with no pro talent. That's what Baker Mayfield is. He's marginal. He's not going to kill you, but he's not going to win for you. Okay, that's the kind of guy. And get this. And every excuse on the planet by him and his agent this year to show you that is part of those people that are enablers. You know who I'm talking about. Always looking for an angle and how they can get over on somebody. They're called bullshit artists. And that's how I look at him. Yeah, oh, Cole, Baker Mayfield is just a better version of Johnny Manziel without the drugs. Lawrence, game manager? Yeah, I guess so. He's poor at that, too. He still turns the ball over, and he can't win your ball games. I mean, I don't know. I look at him, and I go like this. And so they're putting it to him here, man. They're telling him, you better finish strong. I think the Browns are 6-6. Six and six. And get this, they started the season with the best roster in the AFC, and you're 6-6. Six and six. Kevin Stefanski just didn't all of a sudden suck as a head coach. You know what happened? These great coordinators realize what he can and can't do, the quarterback. And so you know what they did? They found out who he is, and now you're exposing him. That's all you're ever going to see Baker Mayfield do is be who he is. Guys, it's like 60 starts. It's enough. I, do I Look at what we're doing with Jalen here. 16, 17 starts, right? We're sitting here criticizing the kid. Baker Mayfield's had 60 NFL starts. You don't know who that dude is by now? Really? See, what you're doing is you're hoping. No football team's ever been built on hopes and prayers and ifs and buts. Football teams and businesses are built on results. Winning. Yes, he is. Conviction words. You know, to me, when I look at the Browns and I'm looking at Baker Mayfield, do you know what the Browns remind me of? You know the dude that goes and plays the Powerball every week, buys like 700 cards? I think buying the Powerball cards are cool. But you know the guy goes in there and buys like 100 of them. And he goes in and buys the Powerball, and you're sitting there watching this guy go, dude, there's no chance in hell you're hitting this. You could play your whole life. You're not hitting it. Those are people that are wishful thinkers. Okay? It's just, you, <laughs> right? That's that's how I look at the Browns right, right now. They're hoping they hit the lottery with this guy. In some aspects, I guess that's what the Eagles are doing with Jalen too, right? That's kind of what they're doing with Jalen. They're kind of hoping they hit the lottery with them so they could build their football team with that contract because the contract is so friendly to the team. Big Chris says, Hurts, Baker, Tua, very similar to me. Yeah, well, you know what I'll say this, though? Tua's winning. Tua's winning. 
Hertz is getting better. Baker's not. Right? Benson says you have to give Hertz another year. So you want to go, Benson, if you got quarterbacks that are out there right now that can help your football team win the NFC East, because I'm going to get into tonight's game a little bit here in a minute. Because if you guys are telling me this, if you're telling me this, well, if Russell Wilson is a, okay, I want to ask you guys one more time. If Russell Wilson was in the NFC East, would the Eagles win the East? Even with Dak in the East? Yes or no? If he was on this current roster, current roster, that's number one in rushing in the NFL, would they be in first place in the East? Benson says yes. Really, not with this team. You don't think so? Jeff says absolutely. Big Chris, he says, would own the NFC East. East Candom, yes. So wait a minute here. If we're talking about one player like that making the complete difference on the football team with the amount of assets that you have, how are you not in the conversation of at least, hey, guys, I've been in some personnel meetings. Do you know what we're doing right now? Guys, I, I'm going to, I'll take you back. I'm kind of letting you, I want to develop a quarterback. Carl, that would be in the conversation. Let me, let me, let, let me tell you how I got into a conversation, okay? I've told you this, guys, before. I worked for Al Davis. And there was a guy in the room by the name of Ken Herrick. Look him up. One of the great talent evaluators in NFL history. You had Al Davis. You had Morris Bradshaw. All of these guys were the brain thrust of the Raiders back in the day when they were really great evaluators. And so Al invited me in. This was probably in the... Latter half of the season, maybe 94. Al Locasal was in the room too. Guys, you're not all wrong here. I'm, listen to me. Al started the conversation off, and he went like this. What do you make of Jeff George? And then everybody started giving their opinions. Al would go around the room. What do you think? I, he came to me, and I went like this. I think he's got a big arm. I think he's got tremendous skills. I don't think he's a very good quarterback, and I don't think he processes the information um, as quick as you need at that position. He's just not a very mechanically sound guy when it comes to processing the information on where to throw the ball. You know, he's a quick read guy because he thinks his arm can get. And that's how the conversation would go. Another guy would go, yeah, but you could develop that with a better coach. Coach's name started getting thrown around. Would you think our head coach is good enough to be able? I think it was like Mike White or something. And we're sitting there talking. This is what the Eagles are doing right now. You're in the back end of the of the, of, of the schedule. They're setting up free agency in the draft right now. What philosophy they're going to have? Xander, remember when we were 
we were talking to, uh, we had Frank Reich on. The Colts had already made it very clear in the organization having meetings that they were going to go after a veteran quarterback and they were going to target Carson Wentz if they were able to pry him away from the Eagles, if the Eagles were disenchanted with him at the end of the year, which it turned out they were. But they, as they were coming down to the last four games, even with Phillip Rivers, Rivers was going to retire. They had to do something. They didn't want to go into the draft and draft a quarterback. Frank wanted a veteran guy, and he wanted Wentz. He said it on our show. So when somebody says you're in the middle of the season, guys, your personnel department is doing this exactly what we're doing right now. Colin says that Howie's discussing pepperoni or sausage. <laughs> Hey, hey, Colin, how do you think um, Howie Roseman did on that Darius Slay move? Darius Slay is going to be an all-pro, not a pro bowler. He's going to make the all-pro team. He is the highest-rated cornerback in the NFL right now. That guy's a game-changing corner. Got him from Detroit, didn't you? Who made that deal? Okay. I get it. I hear you. Yeah, but when your defense only gives up 13 points, people notice that. 70 yards rushing, too. Under 200 yards passing against the Giants last week. That wasn't on that defensive unit. Yeah, not Darius. Big play, Slay. All right. Slay's having a great year. He is spectacular. Andrew says, my boy, Howie. All right. See how you eat? You see how you Philly guys get? Hey, watch this. You remind me so much of my Italian, my Italian family. Hey, man, I really like this. Oh, okay. My, my, my food sucks, right? Nobody said that. My meatballs suck, right? No, no, nobody's saying that. I just love my grandma's meatballs. Wait a minute. So what's wrong? My aunt, what's wrong with my, nothing's wrong with my aunt's meatballs. They're spectacular too. I love my grandma's meatballs. Oh, okay. Everybody gets offended. (laughs) You can't say nothing to anybody. (laughs) Right? Big Seals, don't forget about Avante Maddox. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys, man. Slate caught a second wind. Hey, man, right? Oh, in my house, man. It's You go like this, watch. The salad was great. Well, you hate my salad? I don't hate your salad. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't hate your salad. Well, he, like in my house with my wife, my wife will go like this, man. I don't know if I like this. Well, you don't have to eat anything ever. I don't have to fucking make you anything ever again. And I go like this. Oh, wait a minute here. I just don't like these potatoes, how you made them. I don't give a shit if you eat it or not. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not trying to insult anybody here. Okay. Oh, Carlos, in my house, we got rankings for meatballs. There's There's a top five. If I have a top five college football ranking, I have a top five meatball ranking. Always know that. Are you crazy? 
All right. Here's what I see happening tonight in this game. Hey, and get this. So we're sitting at five and seven, right? Holy cow, man. That giant game is just going to – if that freaking Cowboy team <laughs> wins tonight, I'm going to tell you something, man. I'm going to be more pissed off tomorrow. I'm going to be more pissed off tomorrow over that giant game. Oh, God, will I be more ticked off. If that freaking Cowboy team loses tonight. All right. Why and how can the Saints win this game? Let's do this. So Dan Quinn's taking over the head coaching responsibilities because the greatness that is Mike McCarthy's got COVID, right? Okay. Hey, the best thing for the Cowboys might be that Mike McCarthy is in the COVID protocols. Okay. Here. Who's the better coach? Sean Payton. Okay. Who has the better defense? <clears throat> well, the Saints do. Unless you play the Eagles. How do you how, how do you crush a team that gave up only 73 yards a game and you run for over 246 yards against them? Then you turn around and you lay an egg in the Meadowlands against that shitty giant. Okay, I'll stop. Saints have the better coach, better defense. Alva Kamara's out. That sucks. Um, how good is Giant? How, how good do you think the Cowboy running attack has been the last couple weeks? See, this is the problem. Hey guys, I'm gonna show you this. You know the Cowboys are going through the same thing the Eagles are going through. You know, you know that idiot that we hate, Jalen Rager. They're trying to figure out how to play him. The Cowboys are trying to figure out how to play Ezekiel Elliott. And it's almost like they're force-feeding him, and he's no longer the bell cow for that team. It's that Tony Pollard kid. If Tony Pollard doesn't have 25 carries tonight, the Cowboys will lose. The Cowboys will lose. And what you're also fighting against is something that you don't see all the time. Tyson Hill is a dude that's you. What, what guy have you prepared for that resembles anything Tyson Hill does? This guy's like a wildcat quarterback. Matt Hatter, I completely agree. Smile says Lamb is a very, very good wide receiver. C.B. Lamb is. The other guy, Amari Cooper, I love when he plays against the Eagles because he's so afraid of the Eagles. Every time that guy, seriously, man, Every time that guy sees the eagle helmet, dude, he's doing this. Uh, well, I don't want to get hit by that guy. <laughs> Here's a question, King says. Would we even be the top rushing team without Jalen? Good question. I think that style of play dictates that team. I do. Probably not. They'd still be in the top five, in my opinion. I think they'd still be a top five rushing attack. Lawrence says, if Dallas loses out, I'm going to laugh my ass off. Hey, that'd make your year, wouldn't it? If they all of a sudden were considered, a, and I said it too, finally a Super Bowl contending team, and all of a sudden they just lay an egg. What, they got two straight losses now? Lattimore's such a great player when healthy. Wow, is he good, man. Matt Hatter says Dallas always does this late in the season. You know what's also become apparent 
You know what's also become apparent about the Cowboys and Dak? Boy, I'll tell you something, man. Dak Prescott, dude. I don't know. You think that guy's a $42 million a year guy? How about this? You think if Jerry had to do that all over again, would you think he'd let Dak walk? You think he'd let him walk for $42 million? You know, he paid him $75 million this year because of the signing bonus. Okay? Gave him 35 sign. Gave him 42 as a salary. They paid this guy $75 million this year. Do you think they'd let Dak walk? Matt Hatter, I think they would. Especially when you see, watch this. Would you rather have Russell Wilson in Dallas or would you rather have Dak Prescott? Well, I'd rather have Russell Wilson in I'd rather have him in Dallas. Would you rather have would you rather have Tom Brady? Can you imagine what Tom Brady would do with that Dallas Cowboy roster? And he would have brought Gronk and Antonio Brown <laughs> into Dallas. <laughs> Holy Jesus, gravity. Brady throw for 6,000 yards with the extra game. Andrew says, if no Dak, what is the alternative? Look at all the quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford? I, my, my, my point is, if Dak doesn't have all the components around him, man, he's not carrying that football team on his back. A couple weeks ago, when the Packers lost some of their star players, Aaron Rodgers is still winning ball games. Okay, they were – hell, the Cowboys won a ball game with a backup quarterback. I'm just saying this. If I pay $42 million for something and I bought a house for $42 million and I find out it's a shed, I'm going to be a little disappointed when I go in there and I'm like, well, this roof's leaking. Holy cow, I didn't really take a look at the roof. How come the floor? It's like my Uncle Dominic making the floor. How come the floor's wobbly? My Uncle Dominic used to be a guy who was a contractor. And my grandfather used to always go, yeah, the floor tilts. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Put a marble on the floor that's in the corner. <laughs> hey, Matt Hatter, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win back-to-back MVPs. Well, wait, maybe not because, you know, you'll have the snowflakes out there. Well, you get COVID. He's not vaccinated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> who cares, right? I, I don't care. So I'm going here. Follow Big Sills on this one here. Twenty-one seventeen Saints. Twenty-one seventeen Saints. Am I off my rocker when I'm saying that? I gotta write that down. Twenty-one seventeen Saints. Tyson Hill goes for one hundred ten rushing yards and has one hundred and fifty passing yards, and the Saints defense takes care of everything else. East Cannon goes. I'll take it. Can you imagine this? Then you'll be two games back of it. Will you be? Yeah, because they'll be seven and five, right? I think they'll be seven and five, and you're five and seven. You're two games back. <laughs> oh my God. 
Then Jeff says, I'm off my rug. Hey, you, you like Xander. Really? Thank you, doctor. <laughs> Andrew, right? <laughs> uh, they're playing at home. Yep. That, that, seriously, it's the only reason I'm picking them. It's the only reason I'm picking them is because they're playing at the Dome. They're playing at, hey, they're playing at the Dome. Don't eat the gumbo. <laughs> Washington will beat Dallas at least once. Dre. <laughs> Seals has been off his rocker all day. Uh, another, another great prognosticating by the greatness that is, Xander. Thank you. Okay. Hey, guys. This is going to be an interesting ball game. Give us a lot to talk about tomorrow, man. A football Friday, too, man. I cannot wait. It's championship weekend, too, in college football. We'll talk a little more about the NFL. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. You guys have been sensational today. We had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. If you missed any of the show, please share it and like it. We so appreciate everybody out there. Thank you so much. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6. We'll see you on the flip side. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.